0: Welcome to Impact Sports Behind the Mask. I'm your host, Jason Ruff, alongside, as always, with my partner, Brian Bobel. And we have a very special guest today, the host of The Pact here at Impact Sports, the one and only Anthony Serafino, a.k.a. The Fino. Fino,
1: thanks for joining us here this evening. Wow. Jason, what an introduction. Thank you guys so much, Brian. Good to be sitting alongside mm-hmm. you, Jason. Good to be featured on your show. I've heard a lot of great things about Behind the Mask, and I'm excited because we don't get to talk a little hockey on The Pack at least... Not during this time of the year, but you guys have the privilege of talking about it uh, all season long. So um, I'm happy to be here and fortunate to sit next to you guys. All right, well, We're happy to have you. We have a full
0: show for you today. We'll be recapping Spartan Hockey's weekend series against the Ferris State Bulldogs. We'll also be taking a peek at how the Lady Spartans did on their road trip this weekend. Afterwards, we'll go around the boards to check in on the Big Ten and how they're handling their non-conference schedule. Then finally, we will preview Michigan State's upcoming Roan series against the University of New Hampshire Wildcats. But first, let's go to the recap. On Friday, the Michigan State Spartans faced off against the Ferris State Bulldogs, the first of three meetings between the in-state rivals this season. Both squads were riding three-game losing streaks into this one, but Ferris had previously won the last four games against the Spartans. Ferris State scored a nice goal early in the first period to take an early lead going into the second period, in the second, the Spartans outshot the Bulldogs, get this, 18-2, to but still couldn't figure out senior goaltender C.J. Mott. The third period was much of the same story. Michigan, Michigan State outshot Ferris State in the game 36-16, to They but they could not find the back of the net, and the Spartans were shut out for the second time in three games. Brian, your thoughts on this one?
2: Well, Tom Anastas said it after the game, this was as heartbreaking of a defeat as you're gonna find. Michigan State thoroughly outplayed the Bulldogs from start to finish, and highlighted by that eighteen to two outing in the second period there, it was really tough. They just couldn't find an answer. They had enough opportunity they had plenty of scoring opportunities, plenty of quality scoring opportunities, but it has been, you know, their problem lately. They just couldn't find the back of the net.
0: I agree. I think the problem with Michigan State's offense that game was they were trying to do way too much. You've got guys making 30-foot passes in the offensive zone. You've got guys trying to stick-handle at the blue line. I mean, that's hockey 102. You do not stick-handle at either blue line. And yet you guys, you have guys trying to do that. And while you do get scoring opportunities, they just don't go in, and you're trying to do too much. That's just what I thought. Fino, what do you think, taken
1: away from this one? I mean, I think it's a disappointing game. And it was very ironic that the game's on Halloween. Because it was mm-hmm. a one nothing game. CJ just kept the Ferris State in the game. He's my guy, CJ, making 30, What is it, 36 saves already made. Mm-hmm. You know, Hilde didn't do anything. I mean, he made 15 saves. He did everything he can for his team. I think it's a disappointing a- a performance for Michigan State. Because guess what? No one cares that Jake Hildebrand looked good. No one cares that Michigan State looked good. What comes out of this, I don't care about how many shots they took. What about that second period? Yeah. 18, mm-hmm. 18 saves in a second period? Mm-hmm. That's a joke. How do you not put one in the back of the net? This is collegiate hockey. I understand that. But when it comes down to it, it's just missed opportunities for Michigan State. And it's a very disappointing performance because we know their schedule is difficult. Michigan State, in my opinion, is not favored to do that that well. I don't think they're going to beat Boston College. I don't think they're going to beat these teams in the Hockey East. They fared very well, Jason, against Boston University. Okay, but you know what? These are games you got to win. Neutrals say at the Joe when you play Ferris State, it's anyone's game.
0: Exactly. Exactly, which is why Michigan State should have had the sweep in this weekend. We'll get to the second game in a little bit. But Michigan State, they they played a full 60 minutes. Aside from one little hiccup, the defense and, Jay, and Jake Hillebrand looked excellent. But... As you said, it, Fino, at the end of the day, you look at wins, and Michigan State did not get a win, and I have a feeling it'll come back to haunt them.
1: I mean, there, there's no doubt. It's disappointing. They're 2-4. and four. Non-conference, it's been severely disappointing. They go to Massachusetts, they lay a goose egg. Mm-hmm. Now you get this weekend coming up. If you don't go to New Hampshire and get at least one game, you're in trouble. Because then you're looking at what? 3-5 and five if you split that? I think you got to sweep that. I agree. I'm, you no, have, ne- to you ne- have to sweep that. Nebraska, UNH, in previous years, we know this, Brian. East Coast, maybe even Jason too. I don't know if you follow. But the thing is Nebraska, or New Hampshire, rather, Nebraska, New Hampshire, <laughs> rather, is historically and typically a very good team. My, they're down this year. Just like Wisconsin. That team is down. Oh you, yeah. you gotta beat the teams that are down. This reminds me of Michigan State football. Playing to the same level as your opponent. You gotta go up Absolutely. there and whip, you gotta whip some tail.
2: Absolutely. And, and Seventy-six shots were thrown towards the net in that game Friday night. To not have one find its way into the back of the net is troubling. It's troubling, and and it was kind of the a, a similar situation that happened in the weekend in New England to Boston, Boston University, and UMass Lowell. You know, one or one or two games here and there, you could say, all right, well, it was just a hiccup. But having three games in a row where you're consistently getting those opportunities, it turns into more than a hiccup.
1: Brian mentions it. It's the right mentality, Jason. You can't argue it that you, go- when in doubt, throw the puck to the net. Mm-hmm. Give your guys an opportunity. Michigan State is giving their skaters and their team an opportunity to make a play on the ice. But it's just the lack of execution. And these are key games they are going to look back and say, you know what, that could be the make or break in getting to the NCAAs because that's when it's coming down to it. Michigan State's got to find a way to get back in the NCAA tournament, and this is the way to do it, winning your non-conference because – why would the committee even look at Michigan State if they can't win out of conference?
0: Well, it is also important to remember you win the Big Ten tournament; that's an automatic buy-in. So I don't think
1: they're going to win the Big but, Ten but tournament. <laughs> I,
2: I, to be honest, though, Minnesota is a team that could belong. You know, their their skill level is that of some of the better teams in Hockey East. So yeah, yeah, win the Big Ten and you're in. But you have like that's the exactly. big that's the big roadblock for Michigan exactly. State forget- is that yeah, and you have to yeah, not only forget that, but to get there. You have to seed well enough. You're going to have to go through Ohio State again, I, I think. Yes. You're going oh, to have yes. to go through either Wisconsin or Michigan. And Michigan, we all know what can happen in rivalry games, but it's Michigan State and it's Michigan. And then even if you're able to get past those two teams, then there's Wisconsin, unless Wisconsin, uh, unless uh, Minnesota, rather, Brian, lays an egg.
1: Brian, you didn't even mention it. We're not even talking about Penn State. Mm. This team mm-hmm. has over 30 goals for mm. Can you, Penn State has the most goals in the Big Ten conference right now. It's because they're playing a cupcake. Schedule. Doesn't matter.
2: They're taking but care they're, of their business, but
1: they're taking care of business. Fair That's enough. the thing. I, I mean, you can understand that who they're playing is very amateur. It's cupcake, but you know what? They're five, one, and two going to last weekend. So I don't know. It's it's they're pretty impressive, and you can't you got to give them credit. A new program, but I'm just saying, Michigan State's got to win these games because winning the Big Ten tournament and. Look, the Big Ten season hasn't started. Oh, yeah. We're speculating. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are professionals. You guys understand this. Mm-hmm. But these are the games you got to win.
0: Exactly. Also, another interesting thing about that last Friday game before we move on to Saturday, Ted coach Tom Manasseh is saying he didn't like his team's shot selection. I told to you, Brian, Michigan State needs to take low shots, low at the goalie, get those rebounds, and that have a better chance of going in and actually hitting the net instead of sailing wide.
2: Yeah, he did. he did mention that a lot of the shots were going up high on the chest. And if you're shooting at a goaltender like C.J. Mott, more often than not, I would say at least nine times out of ten, any shot to the high chest, he's eating it up. You're getting no he's rebound. It up.
1: You know, you mentioned this. It's the new style. These goaltenders mm-hmm. now are not playing stand-up anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not watching Chico Resch. Mm. We're not watching Ron Hextall. We're watching – it's a new style. It's a new evolution. Goalies are barely playing hybrid style. When you're in a butterfly like CJ Mott was, he's a butterfly goaltender. That's what you teach all these guys. you got to get the shots low. you got to get them down. And That's the thing. I I get it for shooting high because once you get the goaltender on its you know on his knees on his pads, you then know it, it opens up. It opens up the top of the net, so I don't mind shooting a lot of shots. But I guess maybe Anas is talking about the positioning because to me I don't have a problem with the stuff with all the shot selection. You got to pick where you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. You're shooting low and right in the paraphernalia of a goalie right in the middle. You're not going to get any success there.
0: Exactly. Now switching on to the Saturday game. Saturday was a different story for Michigan State. New day, new month, and apparently a new team. The Spartans kicked off the scoring midway through the first period with a point shot by Travis Walsh that somehow, some way, found its way through three bodies as well as C.J. Mott into the back of the net. Walsh's first ever Spartan goal made it 1-0 MSU. Later in the period, Mackenzie McEachern picked up a rebound and roofed a garbage goal into the top shelf that made it 2-0 Michigan State after 20 minutes. In the second period, J.T. Stengeline found a wide-open William Haig who buried it past Mott it was a highlight real goal, folks, and it's 3 nothing MSU after two. The largest deficit Ferris State had seen at all that year, or this year, I should say. In the third, a bit of a push by Ferris State early, trimmed the Spartan lead to 3-1. to But Michigan State would get a two-man advantage later in the period, and they capitalized. Yes, the power play finally showed up. A wide shot by Josh Jacobs ricocheted off the boards. Towards Matt Barry Stick and the senior notched his fifth goal of the season. That would put it away. Jacobs got his first collegiate point on the assist, and the Spartans won that game four to one. A very important home series split. The Spartans improved of two four and o. And it's also worth mentioning that junior goaltender Jake Hildebrand was recently named the Big Ten's first star of the week for his performance against Ferris. Hildebrand stopped thirty-five of thirty-seven shots, sent his way, and posted a nine-four-nine save percentage on the weekend. Brian Fino, your thoughts on looking back on that Saturday game? Because definitely a much improved performance by Michigan State. The
1: difference is, when you look at it, Hilde's the guy. I said he was the guy on Halloween. He kept him in that game despite the low shots from Ferris State. But look... Michigan State's got to get off to a hot start. That's what I took out of this weekend's game. You get 14 shots, you get two goals in the first period. Michigan State in that second period on Halloween, the 31st, the game before, which they lost, they get 18 shots in that second period. So to me, Michigan State's got to get a lot of shots. If they're in double digits in shots on goal in a period, they're golden. I I don't know, Brian, I don't know what you thought, but to me, Michigan State's got to start hot. Set the tempo because you know Hilde's going to get you.
2: They absolutely did, and that's what I honestly don't think it was. It was that different of a team going from Friday to Saturday. I I like I it, seemed it seemed like it. I, I feel agree. like it was the same team. Only they got some puck luck. Very Jekyll and Hyde. Exactly. Yeah, the shot that Travis, the goal that Travis Walsh had was a shot that yeah went through three people, also skipped on the ice, and then bounced over Mott on the low blocker side. So yeah, it's a fluky goal. And then the same thing, Mackenzie McKechnie's garbage goal. That was something they couldn't do Friday night. It was the same team, same, you know, same general philosophy throw pucks on goal and here's the stat for you. 5 on 5 in this series, Michigan State outshot Ferris State 64 to 24. 5 on 5. That was phenomenal. Not surprised. No, yeah. That's if Michigan State plays that way. That that's the Michigan State that needs to show up more often. But unfortunately that's the thing. They they can't put those kind of performances together enough with enough consistency.
1: Look, Michigan State's got to get depth. It's mm-hmm. coming out of their second line. I had Brett Darnell on last year on on the show, the pack, and he was talking about look, this team has a lot of depth, and he was talking about last year. But to me, this team also has depth this year. They got to get a lot of play out of their second and third lines. You saw that on Saturday. They got depth out of their second and third lines. They didn't get that on Friday. That's where Michigan State's going to need to punish their opponent. I don't care how fair a state is to me. It's a disappointing series. You got to come out winning those both games, and if you split in New Hampshire this coming weekend, to me that's also disappointing because you're coming into playing a team like Boston College. I don't care if it's any slanting; that team Mm -hmm. will punish you just like the rest of the hockey East.
0: Exactly. Michigan State definitely needs to get a sweep against New Hampshire. They need to get back to 500. Fino, and I agree with you on that. I think the biggest thing Michigan State did well on Saturday was they simplified their offense. Their passes were shorter. They had guys in front of the. At, mm-hmm. which is something that I told you, Brian, they need to start doing. Someone on that team has to get in their right. mind that they're just going to sit in front of that goalie, take the punishment, and screen
1: him. You guys said that. You said, hey, it's it skipped on the ice. It went through, through people. That's how those goals get in. You need to screen the goaltender. We were talking about the style of goaltending. That's what these goalies like to play. They like to get down on the mm-hmm. ice. They like to get low. That's where you beat them high. That's the point. When you have a butterfly goaltender, CJ Mott is exactly that. Like, Ninety five percent of collegiate hockey is. That's the style they're playing now. You gotta get you gotta get guys in the slot, you gotta get people to block and screen the goalies, and we're seeing that. It's good, effective play, but can they do it consistently? That is the biggest question right now facing this Michigan State
0: Spartan team. I think everyone now knows that or at least has seen that this Spartan team can produce offensively. The trick now and the big challenge that Tom Manassas has faced in all of his years here is if he can get his team to produce consistently not just a flash in the pan every other week or even every weekend but can he get his team to go on the road go at home and play consistent offensive hockey and if they do this is a team that maybe even has a maybe even a force to be
1: reckoned with but they got to start playing consistently Fino you know the thing is and you mentioned it Tom Anastis needs to go back to the magic he had in his first season I believe he's finally starting to get the depth he had that's what's going to earn you the NCAA at large bid. You know, that 1916 and 4 record doesn't look that impressive, but look, the people that know hockey, that was a tough CCHA. Yes. Okay. So, that's what Anastas to come back. A Rick Connolly team he endorsed he basically endorsed yes. that team, but fine, you still got to do a good cho- coaching job. Anastas needs to find a way, implement a system and go back to what he did in 2012 because I understand he's rebuilding and rebuilding. This is a make or break year for this kid. These are a make or break year for this coach. Because honestly, I didn't think Tom and Anastas should have received another contract because I didn't see steady improvement. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but Michigan State needs facilities, which we can talk about later. But more importantly, they got to do a better job of being consistent on the ice. And that's what the key is. All season, it's consistency. They play UMass. They look excellent, I guess. 5-3. You come in the night, you squander it, you lose 4-3. Yeah, You had no business losing that game. Mm-mm. And, you know, we can all shake our heads here in studio, but when you come down to it, Zumas is technically a better team than Michigan State. They had no business splitting that series. They go out and split that. That's impressive.
0: Exactly. And like you said, we will talk a little bit more about that later on in the show, but we will take a short side step here to take a look at women's hockey. The D1 women's hockey team had a very productive weekend as well. The Lady Spartans went on the road last weekend with a pair of games against Grand Valley State and Adrian College. After blasting the Lakers 5-1, to the Spartans tied Adrian College 0-0 to to go 1-0-1 on the weekend. Michigan State is currently 5-0-2 and sit at number 8 in the ACHA D1 women's standings, with Penn State currently nipping on their heels. The Spartans have the weekend off this week before playing their last series of 2014, a home-and-home against Davenport, on November 21st and 23rd. Brian, it seems like these girls are off to a flaming hot start.
2: Well, you you see a polar opposite in teams here. You have the men's team who's (laughs) struggling to find consistency on offense, and then you have this women's team who's, you know, they're pretty much averaging just above four goals a game here. Certainly, offense isn't the problem with these girls. And you have Lindsay Oden, the freshman, leading with five goals and five assists through just seven games. They're getting production all over the lineup. Look, they had twelve different goal scorers, thirty-one goals in seven games to just eight goals against. So they're doing their job on both sides of the puck, and that's why they're five zero and two. Granted, they haven't played the top, you know, those top notch opponents yet. But you mentioned this before about the men's team taking care of business; these girls are taking care of their own business, and
1: rightfully so. And they're protecting Mon Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. Okay, they haven't. They're three zero and one at Mon Ice, Mon Ice Arena. Michigan State is sitting pretty at two and two. So they've squandered games at Mon Ice Arena. The men's have. That the women have not. And then you look on the road, Michigan State, the men's team can't buy a win on the road. Hence, they've placed a little more difficult competition than the women's have. But then they're 2-0-1 on the road. So you can break it down. We can look at the numbers. But it's just like baseball. I tell people, if you're 500 on the road and then you're over above 500 at home, that's a recipe for success. Men need to find the consistency. Maybe the women can teach them something because protecting <laughs> home ice in college hockey, to me, is super important. Jason, we spoke about this. When Monday Ice would be packed, that ticket would be impossible to get. It's not like that anymore. Mm-mm. Okay? a score is not what slapshots used to be. If you look at slapshots of 2007, that was an impressive atmosphere. If Monday Ice can be protected, just like in basketball. Tom Izzo spoke about it. Every collegiate team's got to protect their home court, home ice, home field, their stadium, whatever it may be. Michigan State's got to go back to doing this. Men's wise, women's are doing a great job. Exactly.
2: Uh, I, I was embarrassed by the showing of you know the attendance o- over the weekend against Ferris oh, yeah. State. So it's a ranked busy. opponent. That we, sure. are you are you really surprised though? No, I mean Halloween. We'll, we'll give we'll give Halloween. It was a kind of a Thank bad you. night with some with some bad weather, and for the students, it's Halloween.
1: Let me ask you this: I was not at the game. How many students were at the game? Oh, Ooh, probably. Ooh, That's a tough estimate.
2: Maybe maybe like two hundred.
1: I was about to say maybe somewhere. I'd in say two hundred. And, that, and that's now. Let me say this: if you had to say the overall of the a, of the A team, okay, hundred. If it's full, obviously one hundred percent capacity of that section. How much percent of that of that student section was filled? And percentage wise, I would say maybe about a third. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is.
2: There's, and there were a little bit more. A little more showed up on Saturday, but still, it's it's. A home game against a ranked opponent and an in state rival. And an in state
1: rival. You know what the big gander? No one really, because the average hockey fan doesn't know that. Listen, yeah. we're not average hockey fans. Mm-hmm. We you know, we understand that Fair State coming in, what is 14? Yeah, coming I in think that? they
2: were 15 at the time. Okay. Remember. They
1: were 15 at the time. They were the 15. Time. I knew they were somewhere in, in yeah. there. So, okay, correct me. If, so, correct me on that one. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you have a Friday night game coming up on the 14th against Boston College, a very good team. Now, if you don't have a have a rocking crowd against that game, you're not going to see one. No. Because against Michigan doesn't count. Yeah. Because <laughs> yep. people just come because it's Michigan. Exactly. Th- that's the difference when you come down to it. <clears throat> they need to get back to <clears throat> find a way to spruce it up. Mud Serena nice Arena is not a lucrative place to play. The fans once came there. What can they do? You know, they, they got to change it up. Because when I look at it, Halloween's not an excuse. But you can understand my banter with you, Brian, yeah. that – it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. What time the puck drop? 7.30? 7 yeah. o'clock.
2: 7 o'clock. That's my point. 7 o'clock.
1: Halloween doesn't start till you know, 10.30, <laughs> 11. <laughs> exactly. All the
2: preparation, I guess, went in uh, around 7 o'clock <laughs> for a lot of the students. Maybe. Uh, maybe.
1: maybe. I mean, they need to teach us something. because I, I don't get it.
2: But this is a building that back... In the years after Tom and graduated, went on a seventeen-year streak where they sold out every single game. Seventeen years. It was, it was, it was roughly three hundred and twenty-something consecutive games. You can't and the crowd. I think it might have been maybe about four thousand over the weekend, and that's being generous. Yeah. I I, you you just wonder how. I mean, I guess the only way to get people back to fill the seats is, is to just start winning. But win home games,
0: win home games with a lot of publicity. This Boston College game, I think, is a game with a lot of publicity riding on it. Michigan State needs to win that game. And I was telling you, Brian, in the home opener with the zone coming in to help fill the seats, that was a big publicity game. Michigan State did well to win that. Michigan State needs to do better on home ice. I agree with you, Fino.
1: Because they're playing, they're playing UMass. Can you imagine if UMass comes into town and that place is not filled? That, that is an athletic that – that, that's the athletic department needing to make a power move to get people in the seat. Mm-hmm. Because if you're UMass and go, why are we going to play in a scarce crowd? No one wants to come to that. UMass can come back and swing you know what? You come play us. Our venue is filled. Hockey East is riding. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? You look at Boston University, a Guinness Arena. Yeah. That is a venue. Yeah. That is an absolute venue. Michigan State doesn't have the facilities. They need to bring it up because you know what? Finally, they just redid the ice. That's the biggest thing.
2: It's just unbelievable. I mean, I just can't. Just look at Pagula Ice Arena. There's a team that's not winning, and yet that's a hockey ring.
1: And and I would argue that, yes, I understand Terry Pagula, owner now of the Bills, he came in and gave a very generous donation. I understand that. But are they not winning? They're Mm -hmm. 5-0-1, whatever they are. And they're, right? they're defending their home ice. A lot of these wins are coming at home yep. ice. Right. Who who doesn't want to come to that arena? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks like an AHL arena. My ice looks like a dumpster. Yep. So this is what it is. Which is why they need to spruce the place up, and they're doing
0: that. Yeah, to, gi- to give credit where credit is due, they are doing it. They're doing their- it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. So, I mean- Everything's on the way with this yeah. team. It's like yeah. the Mets. <laughs>
2: oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Ooh, I don't I know if I even... go that
0: far, but anyway. Yeah, yeah,
2: we could we, we could agree with that one. On that one. <laughs> Fino and I could agree on that yeah. one.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Also, on a quick note, Michigan State Field Hockey will soon start the Big 10 tournament in Ann Arbor. The Spartans are ranked number 19 in the country and will face Penn State in their first game. Last time they played Penn State, the Spartans lost to Penn State by a score of 2 to 1. Let's go now around the boards to check out other Big 10 teams. Fino, I know you're going to like this segment. Mhm. Currently, number one Minnesota, still number one, split a home and home series with number seven Saint Cloud State. Saint Cloud State gave the Gophers their first loss by a score of four to one, but then the Gophers came back and won a four to three contest in overtime in Mariucci Arena. The Gophers currently sit at five one and zero, and as earlier stated, the number one team in the nation. Michigan, Brian. Did you call this out? Did you have a Nash? Did you have like a crystal ball or something? Because Michigan, what's going on with them? Michigan was swept by number nine Michigan Tech by scores of get this, Fino, four to one and six to two. Obviously, Michigan's goaltending is in trouble.
2: Yeah. I I, mean, easy to say that. Yeah.
1: It's an embarrassment, but when you look at it, look, Michigan is doing it right because I think Michigan at the end of the day will be okay. They'll always be there. Mm -hmm. That's Michigan. And to me, you know what? They're either consistently good or consistently bad. They know, they know what their M.O. is. Mm-hmm. Let's call it as it is. Yeah. But I think Michigan will be a factor in the Big Ten tournament. Other than that, I think Michigan State has the destiny. they got to go out and take care of business. they got to go out and take care of business at Ohio State. They need to take care of Michigan. They need to take care of the Penn States. Because right now, if you don't sweep every game you play against Wisconsin, pack it in. Yeah, pack it in. I if, if, I don't know, Jason. I think Michigan will always yep. be there.
2: It, they will, and it they always will. seems like Michigan kind of takes a while to to get their legs going. It, it, they, you know, they always kind of not stumble out of the gate. I guess you could say two and five is stumbling out of the gate. You know, they always come out you know a little less than less than stellar, and then usually by mid season form, they're starting to become the team that they were expected to be going into the season that may
0: be true but how much hype was put in on this season i told you about it before brian you have the number one draft pick of the detroit red wings on your team there's a lot of hype in this season furthermore if you take too long to get going these games that you've dropped may come back to 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 haunt you in the end it's what happened to michigan last year they peaked too much and then they fell and then they peaked and they fell and it kept them out of the ncaa tournament
2: but i feel like michigan is always given that uh they always seem to be billed as that, you know, supreme program. Even though I feel like they're overrated a lot of the time. A lot of the time, I feel like they're overrated. Fine,
1: you know, maybe, maybe they are overrated. But right now, they're sitting at two and five. Guys, they have six straight home games at Yost Ice Arena.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, they have six straight home games. I would find it very hard if Michigan doesn't go four and two in those games. I think yeah. I think they split with Rancier because you know the, the hmm. RPI is tough. I mean, let's call it as it is. And Penn State, they'll take care of it. American International, and they play Ohio State. Maybe they can lose that game. I don't know. Six straight games at Yost is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I think Michigan will get back to themselves. They'll take care of themselves because, really, they haven't challenged themselves. Because if you look at the compare and schedule, they beat New Hampshire 2-1, and they lost them 5-1. Mm-hmm. But that's at Yoast. So where's Michigan State in comparable opponents? Something to look at. I don't know. To me, when you worry about Michigan State hockey, you can't worry too much about Michigan, and you can't worry about too much of the other teams. Because I think everything's out in front of you. Everything is relative. You just got to go out and play the other team. Because you never know in college hockey. You lose games you should win, and you win games you should probably lose. Exactly. And you
0: honestly think that uh, Michigan's going to sweep Penn State?
1: Yeah. Without oh, yeah. considering yeah. last
0: year? I, I yeah. mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I I would like the to respect fact, the fact that The fact
2: that Penn State was the team that ended their season last year yeah. is reason enough to think that they're going to come out and sweep Penn State out of the building.
0: I personally think I agree I think Michigan's going to get a win. I don't think they're going to get a sweep though because for some reason well, the-, the Penn State and the Lions have been Michigan's kryptonite for some reason. You- if I'm wrong, I will concede the point, but until then I have a feeling. Here's the thing too.
1: They play American International before that series. When you look at when you look at Penn State, they haven't played anyone. Okay, no. we understand, holy cross. They've played Bentley. Fine. They even went to Alaska. I'm sure that was and great.
2: And UConn, too. And they
1: played UConn, and they killed them. But yep. UConn is just getting their legs under them. Mm-hmm. So, fine, whatever. But the thing is, they play UMass Lowell in in UMass at Lowell. So that's car- another comparable thing I'm bringing about. What Michigan State did against UMass Lowell, what is Penn State going to do? That is going to be a good, a good barometer of where you can see where Penn State is. You, you guys said they haven't play, it played anyone legitimate. I don't know about Brian, but I know Jason said that. I like Penn State. I just think Michigan takes care of business in that series. Yes, we are overstepping a little bit. And hands down, Penn State is going to come out and surprise people. I agree. I agree. Just watch out for
0: them. I agree. I think they will come out and surprise a couple people, and you know, I think they are going to move up from their bottom seed spot in the Big Ten, maybe move up one or even two points. But anyway, Wisconsin was off for the second week in a row, and boy, do they need it, but look who they get next. They will host the number two team in America, the North, D- North Dakota this weekend. Penn, or, I'm sorry, Wisconsin right now is currently 0-4-0. They're toast. Yeah. I was about to say I that sounds like roadkill way.
1: More Warm,
2: buttery toast they are.
1: Have you seen Ralph Engelstad Arena? Have you ever guys seen a picture of it? It looks like an NHL it looks like an NHL arena. Yeah. And that and that's the way the Fighting Sioux play hockey. The Sioux play at, you said North Dakota. That team is something else. Mm-hmm. I mean seriously. They're in trouble because Wisconsin is down. They've only and, scored 3 goals in the whole season That's so ridiculous. I I'd never this deep in the season, I've never seen anything like that. I've watched college hockey for about a couple years now. And anytime following any Big Ten team, CCHA, now Big Ten, I've never seen that. And especially coming from a Wisconsin team, you serious? Oh, yeah. I'm shocked.
0: They had one of the top recruiting classes in in the nation Granted, they had a lot of turnover, and about half their team was freshmen, but still, Mike Eves expressed a lot of confidence, and the freshmen were expressing a lot of confidence. There was a lot of hype. You know, you got Wisconsin had a bunch of recruits coming in. But all of a sudden, they have just floundered. They've scored, as I was stated, only three goals in the entire season. They're off to an o four and o start. Likely will become o six and o by the time we're doing this but podcast again let, next weekend. Let's give them. Next week, let's say,
1: yeah, let's give them some credit. They haven't played at the Cole Center at all this season. Yeah. Okay. That's, so that's, fine. So I want to see how they play on their ice first. Cole mm-hmm. Center is a great venue. I think North Dakota is just a hell of a team, and they're going to de- eviscerate them. Now, North Dakota is at least the thing is. They're going to go to Colorado. And then you have this huge thing, Ferris State at the Kohl Center. We were talking about Penn State, or Michigan rather, playing six straight games at home. All I mean, they come back from Denver, and then they don't go on the road until 2015.
2: Yeah, they're playing 11 out of their th- next 13 games at home.
1: So watch out for them, because I think Wisconsin will ultimately finish in last place. Just a young team, you know. But when it comes down to it, I think you still got to look out for them because they can still play spoiler. Because those guys up in Wisconsin know how to play hockey.
0: Exactly, and Mike Eves, one of the best in the business in terms of coaches. Ohio State moving down the list here, tied and won again their series at Consensus by scores of three to three and four to one. The Ohio State Buckeyes off to a two three and one. Brian Fino, I think this is a team Michigan State has to beat and beat decisively in order to get over the hump. Because when I look at the Penn, the Ohio State Buckeyes, I see team or in a program that is just one, maybe even two steps above where Michigan State is as a program right now.
2: This was the matchup that killed Michigan State last season against Ohio State. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That If you look back on why they finished where they did in the Big Ten, that was the matchup that did them in, ultimately. You know, so Michigan State needs to clean up against these guys, but Ohio State... Give them credit. This uh, They played a lot of games against Michigan State where it was the typical Michigan State team from last mm. season. No matter how well they played, they couldn't get that goal, that timely goal that they needed against Ohio State, and it ultimately always bit them.
1: Exactly. The thing that scares me about Ohio State, Jason, is just when Michigan State should take care of business and Ohio State looks vulnerable— that's when that just that Venus flytrap. That's when it just shuts. And mm-hmm. Ohio State just clamps them down. To me, I'm very nervous that Michigan State opens up their Big Ten schedule with Ohio State. Then the perfect opponent would have been would have been Penn State. Yeah, and I've been loving Penn State, but that would have been the perfect opponent to get some confidence. You know it. This team needs to be consistent and confident. And Ohio State gives you gives you some nerves. I'd say I
0: definitely, I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Fino. And finally, moving down onto Penn State, they swept their series against Bentley in Pagula Ice Arena by scores of three to two and three to two as well. Penn State with the second best record in the Big Ten with a record of five one and two. Fino, go on your little rant about Penn State because I know I, you love them.
1: I love them. I love them. I've been to Pagula Ice Arena. It's a great venue. I've seen it. You know, my buddy went to Penn State. Good friend of mine. So, you know, I got to see when Pagula Ice Arena just opened. It's a great venue, but more importantly, you look at some of the pictures. John Butchergross has tweeted about it, how yeah. he loves oh, Pagula boy. Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. He loves Penn State's atmosphere. Guys, that's an atmosphere. You look at Penn State. Pennsylvania is a sneaky, sneaky hockey state. Absolutely. It doesn't get a lot of credit for it. What gets all the hockey credit? Obviously Michigan. Obviously Minnesota. You're now seeing in it collegiate wise, it's North Dakota. You know, the Great Lakes region gets a lot of love. Not a lot of love for Pennsylvania. Nope. Penn State is new. They're vulnerable. And other teams in the Big Ten gotta watch out. I don't care who they've played on their schedule. 31 goals for this season is impressive. Because I don't care if they played Yukon, you still got to put the puck in the net. Yes. And they're doing that. I don't care how bad your opponent is. To me, Penn State is a sneaky team and they have a chance to be above 500 in the Big Ten if they play the way they're playing. Stick to the system. We know it. We're not telling them to run a trap. We're not trying to get them to get, I mean, to run the system of other teams. We're not telling them to get, you know, I mean, I, I just can't emphasize this. We're not asking for Jacques Lemaire. We're not. <laughs> but it's when Penn State plays the way they're playing. Check how they play hockey. They're committed to their system. It's like I swear, playing against Penn State is like a chess match. You yeah. make a move, they make a move. They're they're prudent, but they're passively aggressive. They play hockey the way they need to play hockey. Michigan State needs to play aggressive. They need to make a lot. They need to shoot a lot. You need to shoot the puck. They need to shoot a lot to be aggressive and fourth in the game. Make key saves. Penn State has got to play chess, match, ish, ash, because realistically, they don't have the same personnel that these other schools have. They're not an established program. They're flashy right now. They're getting established. Penn State's a team to watch out for. That's all I'm saying. And if they, and if they do well in the Big Ten, don't tell you it and tell you so.
2: I, I won't look back at their workload last year. Let's take a look at and this was their first big 10 year as was everybody else's. They beat Michigan. At home for nothing.
1: No one, and they had no business winning that game.
2: Yeah, and then then against Michigan State too. Throw in Michigan State how they did against Michigan State. Michigan State won the first game three nothing. Then after that, there were all one goal games, three two, two to one, and then Penn State lost in a shootout three to two.
1: That's my point. Penn State doesn't get blown out. They don't. They're a chess match team.
2: Looking at these, I, their biggest, you know, they they're. First Big Ten game was Wisconsin. That was the only game they lost in Big Ten play by more than three goals. That was it.
1: And that Wisconsin team was very good. And yes. Oh, and that yes. was against a
2: darn good Wisconsin team who later in that season, Penn State took them to overtime.
1: I'm telling you, Penn State understands what they are. They know that they're not going to blow people out of the water. They're, they know what they are. They're very chess match. Forget Wisconsin when they lose 7 You're talking about the 7-1 game? Yeah, 7-1 game. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm assuming. But you look at everything. And yes, they lost against Michigan by four goals as well. 7-3. But look, very, it's everything they keep you in the game. They know what they are. This team is not going to give you 8-26-2. They're not doing that. Mm-mm. Penn State, they got themselves loose. I promise you, they're not losing 26 games again. That's not happening. But just understand, it's a chess match.
2: No. I, and, if totally they can, and if they can keep themselves in these games, which they've done last season as a, as a team, they weren't the greatest team, but they they stayed in the games long enough to where they could squeak one out here and there. And this year, they're not going to have to worry about squeaking the occasional game out here and there. I wouldn't be surprised if they can win 15 games this year. 15.
1: I think that's a reasonable amount. That's fair. 15. But- See what see what Penn State did in the Big Ten tournament last year. Neutral ice, no business winning that first round game. No. I don't care if it was double overtime. And then that Wisconsin game was a thriller. Yeah, they lose two one. They almost won the game. Yep, it's anyone's tournament. It's anyone's game. So I know I would. Jason, you know I was super critical about Michigan State has no chance of winning the Big Ten. Hey, I'm not going to backtrack on my statements. I don't think they're going to win the Big Ten. But look. It just, just shows you, you get to that tournament, it's anyone's game.
0: Exactly. When you get into single loss elimination, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Let's talk facilities real quick because I know, Fino, that's a touch point you really like to talk yeah. about. <laughs> Michigan State right now, it seems like they're putting – the athletic department is putting more money into MUN. I don't know if you've been to MUN recently. but I they have. Re- Okay, Good then you know what's been up to date. Yeah. Recently, new theatrical lighting, very good for the fans and such. Recently, new LED boards are going to be installed, especially in a Jumbotron formation. I have a small source that said that put a somewhat of a time frame on that, maybe by January 1st or somewhat. And then eventually, hopefully in the next year or so, Mon Ice Arena is going to be getting that front door or somewhat. Brian, I know you've seen the plans for it. Fino, I don't know that, if you yeah, have. That front, I have that not front seen, door
1: I, facelift, yeah. I have not seen the plans. They look good. Mm-hmm. But the point is, when you look at money Serena, to me it's disappointing. Because I think Michigan State, Michigan State really never, it's just Michigan State's M.O. They're not going to build a new venue. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they got the money, just build a new venue. But it's easier said than done. My whole, my, wow, that looks nice. My whole thing with Brian just showing me the, the new facelift there. And, and see, they got to do that. That looks lucrative. It looks like a new venue. But my point is, is that Michigan State and Munai Arena needs an overhaul, not just new boards, not just a new Jumbotron, not just
2: new ice. Are you kidding me? They just got new ice this year, and the ice system broke down in its first, <laughs> its exactly, first second. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, their their second game against UMass, the ice system. I think it was uh, the cooling system. Something yeah, cooling something system, went went system. awry and they had to do a dry scrape in between both you know in both intermissions
0: and it really affected Michigan State's play especially from the defense moving up
2: yeah so yeah so that tells you that they, <laughs>
1: it just shows you guys you're a coll- you're a college kid a high school kid being recruited you look at the flashy venue Penn State is going to get the recruits because you can play games at the Consol energy-, en- energy Center you can play games at the Wells Fargo Center okay You can play games at your brand new facility. You can travel. That looks good. Cole Center looks like an NHL arena. Mariucci Arena is beautiful. That's just the men's arena. That's just hockey. Women's play in Williams. The men have their own arena in Minnesota. The women's play in the other venue. Seriously? That's the stuff I'm talking about. I'm not saying that Michigan State needs to just reinvent the wheel and build a new arena easier said than done they're not going to do that but I'm just saying you need to do something with Mun Ice whether it's expand it I don't blame you Fino why would you expand it if you can't even fill the darn place but they got to make it look nice maybe redo the confessions that facelift that Brian just showed me they got to do all this stuff but to me they need new locker rooms they need a new away locker rooms they need a new weight center for hockey they need all this
0: Funny you mention that because those
1: are actually on the slated plans in that new expansion. Right, but the point is, it's easier said than done. Yeah, I mean, this program hasn't, in my opinion, had the excitement since the Rob the Bods, Rob Brindamore, where you oh, had to literally oh carry him out of the weight room. The just, uh, uh, Justin Justin
2: Anson Carter,
1: Anson Carter's, Ryan Millers. You don't have that prominence anymore. There's no big time guys coming out of Michigan State's program. Something's got to give. You look at the two mural. This team won a national title seven years ago. It's there. They can do it. They got to find a way to get back to it. monice has got to go back to the holy grail. Mark Hollis has a task because you rip on. You can say Dave Brandon. His you know he's gone in Michigan. But he reinvented the wheel with facilities. Mm-hmm. When so he was more focused on the facility aspect. I understand he had more money. Michigan State got to find a way to get money the way it deserves. The fan base deserves it. The fa- that will get the fans back in the arena. It's like ec- sports is economics now. Exactly, it's economics. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. We talked about it. We're Jersey guys. There's no, there was nothing wrong with the Continental of the airlines arena in oh, the Meadowlands. No way. Their fan base was in northern New Jersey. They moved to Essex County, which is in Newark, where no one really watches hockey. To move to a more of a sweet, economical, and more of a luxurious venue. That's what it is. That's what it is, guys. And Jason, they got to get back to that Exactly. luxurious venue.
2: I think when you walk in there, it just looks like the place is out of date. I mean, I hate the video system in that arena. Oh. Golly, it is the it worst. Is, it is it's terrible. up in the press box. Yeah. We get these small, it looks like they, they have to be about, what, a 30-inch monitor being, that, like, at best? Uh,
0: I'd be generous. I'd say 40, maybe
2: even. 40-inch 40 monitor, and there's only three of them scattered throughout the entire length of the press exactly. box. Exactly. You
0: have to strain your neck to see something or even, like, scoot your chair back. And
2: and and, and, and for the replay system, you know, you see fans looking at the, re- at the video boards all the time, and they only show one replay of what just happened. And I... I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, come on. yeah I mean, that that's just a, that's just me being nitpicky. But at the same time, you should have that right. And I, I, I don't envision, I can't see how they're going to fit a Jumbotron in Mon Arena with how low that ceiling is. If they're going to fit a Jumbotron in, they have to raise the ceiling.
0: Well, I think what they're going to do they is they're going to take four big uh, video boards, put them around, and make it kind of like a very low Jumbotron. It'll be a video
1: the board. The
2: puck's going to hit it. Like, mm.
1: if, if, You, you got to remember too, Mun Ice is in the ground. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's technically underground. So raising the roof is a fairly easy structure. Yeah. I'm no engineer, but it <laughs> seems very simple here. Yeah. You pick that thing up and you raise the ceiling.
2: It's not, like, it's not like raising the roof on the Breslin, where you're going all the way up there. This Mun Arena, the ceiling on, at Mun is sticking, what, about 40 feet above the ground? I'd say so. That's, that's,
1: that's, that's ridiculous.
2: Yeah.
0: And Munn was built with the intention that if Michigan State Athletics ever wanted to add seats, the roof could easily be popped up and you could build more seats in there.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm not a fan at all of the whole bench style. What they have in the first couple rows in the seats, you put that all around. That's what fans want. I'm telling you. Yes, I understand Munn Ice, and Jason is right. It was built with the intention to expand on it. And at one point Mm -hmm. with all those sellout streaks, that, that conversation was probably ongoing yeah but I'm you could still expand it you gotta raise the ceiling somehow. Hockey arenas now are built with big tall
2: ceilings. that's just the way it is and simple you know sound quality you know it makes the building louder Precisely. When they had, yeah it, uh, a nice big ceiling will make the building sound a lot louder because the building sounded it sounded far too quiet mm-hmm. For that, that weekend series. We got to hear plenty of what the players and the, and the officials were saying to each other.
0: Right. You shouldn't be able to hear that. You should, No. Your, your ears should be drowned out from all mm-hmm. the sounds of the fans. But yeah. I, I agree with you. I actually have a little bit of a story, kind of a recruitment story. When I was first looking at colleges, I went over to Michigan just to go. Had no intention of ever actually really going there. I just went there. Went into Yost Ice Arena. And this was before they did their whole big renovation and everything. Mm-hmm. But they had their big jumbotron. Walked in there. First words out of my mouth when I went to Yost. My goodness, they spent all their money on the Jumbotron and no money on the
2: seats.
0: (laughs) Now, likewise, next day, go over to Michigan State, take a look at their hockey arena. I look, I say, okay, they spent more money on their seats, but they they decide not to spend any money on the Jumbotron. Which I agree with you, Fino and Brian, they need a Jumbotron. They need to aesthetically overhaul that place. And it looks like they are planning to do that. The question is, how long is it going to take? I am hopeful, personally. Now, I don't know. When Mark Hollis plans on doing all this stuff. But I'm hopeful that it will take place in the next year or so because I think it needs to, especially when you have a lot of fan bases that are starting to become a little bit frustrated with how the hockey team has been performing, unless there's a major upturn in Michigan State that starts winning games hand over
1: fist. Winning cures everything. Yes, it does. Simple as that. If the team starts winning, that's it. We saw it, in, you know, I, I use this example all the time with new venues. Pittsburgh, the Penguins were terrible for a while before Sidney Crosby got there. They realized once it started winning, Mellon Arena, the igloo, that wasn't going to cut it. They get a new, they get a new facility. That's it, Console Energy Center. That's winning cures everything. And Michigan State gets back to consistently winning, consistently making the NCAA tournament. It's the theme of the podcast: consistency for Michigan State, everything will take care of itself.
0: Exactly. And we'll go now on to our last segment: Know Thy Enemy. This weekend, the Spartans will go on the road again to take on the New Hampshire Wildcats. The Cats are 2-4-0 this season with their biggest win coming against the Michigan Wolverines, a contest they won 5-1 on October 17th. So this kitty apparently has claws. However, the Wildcats are coming off a disastrous series against UMass Lowell. Lowell swept the series 2-0 and 8-2 respectively. Michigan State, meanwhile, is coming into this trip with a high wave of confidence, beating number 16 Fair State 4-1. The Spartans seem to have found, found some offense now they'll have to consistently employ it against New Hampshire. The Wildcats come into this series, edging the Spartans in both goals per game with two point five and penalty kill nine four seven. Their penalty kill is one of the best spouts in the nation. Michigan State, however, holds the edge in goals per game, goals allowed per game, excuse me, at two, and their power play, which is two for twenty eight uh, New Hampshire's power play isn't that much better, I believe it's like one for seventeen. MSU net miner Jake Hildebrand is clearly the more dominant to New Hampshire's Adam Clark. Hildebrand boasts a 921 save percentage and a two oh three goals against average. Clark, on the other hand, boasts an eight eight seven save percentage and a two seven five goals against average.
1: Fino, Brian, when you look at this game on paper, what are your guys' initial thoughts? I think Michigan State, like I said, needs to go to New Hampshire and get a sweep here. That's just what it comes down to. You look again. I always talk about common opponents. This is a team, New Hampshire, that a home and home with UMass Lowell, and they got their absolute rear end handed to them. They lose two nothing. They lose eight two. Okay, they lose eight two in Lowell, and they lose at home two uh, two nothing. I was gonna say two nail. This isn't soccer, but the <laughs> point. But the point is, you look at this game. U N H is typically a good program, typically a good team. They're not that same level this year. It's a very winnable series. That's why I'm calling for a sweep because Michigan State is a better team. But know thy enemy. This kitty has claws. And this is a game that Michigan State doesn't play well, doesn't stick to their plan, doesn't stick to the system. They could come out with a split and even two losses. I agree with you, Fino. Michigan State has to get a sweep here. They need to pull back
0: to 500. They need to pull to 4-4 four and four because think about it. Three-game winning streak, you're going into BC at home. You're I riding. can't imagine a better situation for the Spartans.
2: You're right. Considering
0: m- that BC is like number four in the nation right now.
2: That's a whole lot of momentum on, on your side if you're going into that game against BC, riding that kind of winning streak. And I agree with you, Fino. It'll be interesting to see interesting to see how Michigan State fares on this larger ice surface. UNH plays on an Olympic size ring two hundred yep. by one hundred. I did know that. But it was really interesting when I talked when I brought this up to Tom Anassis in the press conference today, and he said, you know, people I think more often make a little too much news about that. Like They, they, they worry too much about it. Tom NASA says, if we just play our game, it's the same distance I agree. between the dots. It's the same distance between the left face-off dot and the right face-off dot. All it is, it's just an extra seven and a half feet along the boards.
1: You know what I was going to tell you, Brian? I didn't want to interrupt you. Who cares what ice they play on? Because when end of the day, like I said, if they stick to the... And Tom Anastas is echoing my thoughts. We actually agree. If, you just play your system and play our game, Michigan State's game. If you're an ass that's telling your team, guys, we got to play our game. We got to stick to our system. Who cares about the ice? Who cares about what we're playing? They're just the team that's in front of us. We go out and play our game. They're going to be successful. And that's why I'm calling for it. It's never too early to call for the sweep because if Michigan State gets the sweep, I got news for you. Regardless, they're not beating Boston College. I'm, they're just not. So you got to get the wins when you can. I don't care that it's home. You got to get the wins that you can. Michigan State needs these games. Also of
0: important uh, note here, Michigan State suffering from injuries to three players. Ryan Keller is out with upper body. Dylan Pavlak is day-to-day suffering a concussion. Hopefully he'll be able to go to th- go with the team to New Hampshire. And finally, Tanner Sorensen again out with upper body. How do these injuries affect the team?
2: Well, you lose, uh, you lose one or two penalty killers in there. And Michigan State, we you know, has one of the best penalty kills so far in the country. But I think if they just get back to the way they played this last weekend, I think they'll be just they'll be fine. If they can play with the same energy, that same killer mentality that they had especially Saturday night. If they play the way they did Saturday night, they will come out with a sweep this weekend. I
1: agree. I agree. They just got to go out and sh- they got to shoot the puck. They got to mm-hmm. get pucks to the net. The only way to s- you miss all the shots you don't take. Seriously. Michigan State's got to score. They can score. They got to shoot at the rate they played against Ferris State. Shoot the puck. Come out strong. And if they come on the first period with 15, 14 shots, I, I find it very hard to believe against, Jason mentioned it, a weaker goalie than, than Hildy. Mm-hmm. I can't see why you can't score a couple goals in the first period in that first game exactly now let's go for keys to spartan
0: victory i'm going to limit everyone here to three because we are brushing up a little bit against our time limit. you're fine fino you're
1: our guest you get first shot wow my three keys to spartan victory as i've been mentioned is stick to your system you gotta do that if michigan state's gonna win these games they gotta stick to their system and believe in their coach Two, they gotta take shots throw them to the front of the net it sounds easy it sounds simple but it's like believe it or not Pierre Maguire actually said something I agree with. You gotta <laughs> shoot the puck at the net. That's when you can finagle, and make some chances. And three is screen, get guys into the slot. That goes two and three go hand in hand. You want to crowd the goalie. It's a weaker goaltender. This isn't Mar- you know, this isn't a goalie that can actually get out there and win the game for you. This isn't the guy. He's a very beatable goaltender. Michigan State get bodies to the net, get in the slot. Take some shots. Stick to your system. You should win the games,
2: right? I'll just I'll just add to one of your things, there, Fino. I, I absolutely agree. And this is a goalie who I don't think has the the hottest confidence right now. No. Adam Clark. His stats no. do not boast confidence. Hildebrand's, on the other hand, bodes a tidal wave of confidence. Clarky
1: is rattled. Yeah, and you know that's the thing. Clark is got to be on his game if New Hampshire is going to win. But quite frankly, you look at the other the guy between the pipes for the other team. Hildy's looking pretty good. I mean, Clark gave up ten goals in one weekend. That's an average of five goals a it's game. Yeah. I, I mean, yep. I'm no mathematician, but that's terrible.
0: Exactly. Finally, I, I'll go I with,
2: got. I oh, got. Oh, I got four, uh, three keys here for their their success here. Keep up the pressure five on five. Keep dominating the play five on five. They were able to do that for two games this weekend. You need to have a better result than a one uh, than a split, but if, the, if that five, their five on five play was stellar, outside of you know they weren't able to fill the net as much as they hoped. But if you can consistently string together that those kind of performances five on five, I think the goals will take care of themselves. Second second uh, point here: key to success, get the power play to find consistency. The power play snapped an 0 for twenty five streak by scoring that power play goal on. Saturday. So if they can get the power play going, if they can, we're not we're not talking about getting you know bumping the power play up to twenty five percent. That's just it's not going to happen with this team at least right away. But they need to start finding more success. Tom Anastis has said time and time again, you get confidence by having success. So if Michigan State can squeak out you know two or three, maybe four in the best case scenario, four power play goals this weekend, they're in really good shape. But it's also to worth note that they need to stay alert on the power play. UNH already has two shorthanded goals this year. Michigan State has also given up two shorthanded goals this year. So that's a matchup Michigan State needs to needs to win. Really great power uh, penalty kill for UNH. Not so great power play for Michigan State. If Michigan State can get the upper hand on that one, I think they'll be fine. And lastly, Hildebrand and the penalty kill just got to stay hot. Their, power, their penalty kill was flawless over the weekend. Keep that going. Hildebrand will be Hildebrand. I have no I have no reason to believe that Hildebrand will not give the Spartans a chance to sweep this weekend.
0: Exactly. All right, and we'll go into my final three points. Number one, score the first goal. Here's an interesting stat for the both of you. Michigan State, as it stands right now, is 2-for-2 two two when scoring the first goal, 0-for-4 oh when the opponent scores the first goal. So the key for Michigan State... Or maybe a gauge of how this game, how these games go. Michigan State needs to get the first goal. If they get the first goal, history shows they'll be all right. Second key: get offense from your defense. Mich- we had, or excuse me, last weekend Travis Walsh got his first goal of the season of, as a Spartan last year. Dylan Pop, uh, not Dylan Pop. What am I saying? Josh Jacobs brought, got his first collegiate point with the assist on Barry's goal. So that's an offensive defensive pair that you really want to start clicking. So if Michigan State can get some offense, get some shots, get some assists or passes or whatever from that pairing, they'll do well. And finally, like you said, Brian, win the special teams battle. UNH has a very strong penalty kill. If Michigan State can get one or maybe even two power play goals and win the special teams battle, they'll be okay. But I have to agree with you, Fino. They have to go with the split. They cannot settle for anything else. This team, Michigan State, just needs to put the dagger in the heart, bear
1: down, and go for the throat. I couldn't agree more. I mean, this game is pretty simple. My keys were simple. I agree with Brian on a lot of things, and I agree with you, Jason, on a lot of things as well. This game is – I mean, this series is big. They got to get there, throw pucks to the net, play big hockey, because if you come back on this podcast next week and Michigan State is not 4-4, four and four, they're 3-5 and five, or, God forbid, 2-6, and six, Houston, we have a problem. I could not agree with you more, and that will do it for us
0: here on Behind the Mask. Fino, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, it
1: was a pleasure to be here with you
0: two. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. I'm Jason Ruff. I'm Brian Boulville. Stay cool, Spartan Nation.